Welcome back, our soul sister, Amy. How are you, my love? Hi. Oh my gosh, I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here. It's just, I can already feel the positive energy flowing in. Well, let's do it. Maybe let's make that giggly magic. We're so excited because we just had back-to-back episodes released on, on, on your end. And it was so much fun for us to listen to each other's episodes. It was. And it was just like such a different experience to listen to them back. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're immersed in it, like it's just, it's such a different experience. And I don't know about you, but after my episode aired is when a lot of the integration started to happen. Yeah. And, oh. yeah it's it's mm-hmm. funny like the integration well after I I saw so after I was with you Amy like I felt this total shift and what was funny was we had the on the same day and I didn't right. know, and I didn't know and I remember just feeling so much energy after and so happy but before I had spoken to you I felt so drained same yeah and I remember putting a video together which I accidentally accidentally deleted but I was like I just felt I feel so good and I feel so energized and yeah. I hope everyone goes back and goes on to your podcast to hear it because it was definitely yeah the integration was through a few weeks really absolutely yeah, yeah for sure yeah. which I would love to touch on just like the healing sessions mm-hmm. that you do in general like is there a specific niche in which like a client or someone coming to you would seek out or the healing se- uh, sessions kind of just general and you kind of just like pick up on maybe what the person needs because like afterwards like we remember saying we both felt so good like what may be the reason for for, for that because I can speculate but how would you put it in your words right right yes so I really just tune in for what needs to come through for that session and I've had decades of experience so I've had a lot of training and then the experience in different niches or aspects of what could be a cause of a misalignment or disruption. So it's all intuitively guided. I am clairvoyant, claircognizant, clairaudient. So I get all the messages and I can see what's you know wrong. Uh, but this year, it's been a lot of people showing up and we're going into past lives. So I just noticed this theme in January kickoff and I was like, whoa, okay. And they've all been, I would call them next level healings where it feels like such a shift for almost like a turning point for the, for the life, like that completely profound is what I've noticed. Whereas in the past, yes, they've been wonderful, but it was something to kind of maybe help people through the next few months or get through the challenge that they're in. However, recently they've been, it's just been next level. It's almost like I keep getting the messages that everybody's been working so hard, so hard, so hard. And now the energy's ready to just say, boom, here we go. Like you've done all this work. This is the final little bit that needs to be released and cleared out. And it feels often a little confusing, you know, even I've had my own past life healings and it's like, gosh, I've had this energy my whole life. I don't understand. So when we don't have a conscious recollection, then it can be like this mystery and very evasive and confusing. And so being able to go into the past lives sometimes is the very last thing that needs to take place before that healing can finally integrate or be resolved. Or a lot of them recently has been separating from life, from energy, from the other lifetimes. And Mm -hmm. and that was like what was holding people back. 
So, okay. Yeah. I just got confirmation and goosebumps. The reason why is because I felt, and I, I, we say this often, that I was born with a broken heart. Mm. And so basically the confirmation I just received is that the healing from past lives need to happen. And that is probably the void that we feel and, you know, I say this often, but Amy has been like a pivotal moment for me in my healing journey. Cause last year I went through something so, you know, heartbreaking and I was able to come and book a session, a healing session with you, Amy. And mm -hmm. honestly, I, I have to tell you, like you were able to heal all my chakras, align them, and then also give me some feedback as to what kind of work I needed to do. And I always thank you for that. And so, you know, we started off this season with heartbreak. And the reason being is because we wanted to talk about heart breaking our hearts open to our divine purpose and to our remembrance. And, you know, having you here is really important for us to share with others, because how do people go to the next level of healing? You know, we have like the new earth and I understand, you know, we have the people who are in their shadows and people who are working towards their light. But, you know, how do you tell people or give them tools to not only, you know, come to you, but to heal that brokenness within themselves? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like when we're doing our own self work in our own space, journaling, affirmations, meditation and breath work are all like essential really because they help with different aspects of it and um so i i've often felt certain energies around and work through it on my own and then when i'm like gosh i just i feel like there's something else here i'll go to a healer and maybe <laughs> because it's just so enjoyable to hear somebody else's experience right so i'll go to a healer and i'll i'll get more clarity but in those sessions i'm getting information and i mention what's coming through and then she fills in the blanks so there is an aspect where getting assistance from somebody else is so supportive and, and it's comforting, but we can also do it on our own. And when you do breath work, then that really moves the energy. You'll feel the emotions come up. You'll feel that energetic shift in that lightness, or sometimes it feels heavy and that it builds and it builds and it builds. And then there's the release. And you might not know what it's about, but you'll notice that something shifted and then you just kind of watch over the next few days, weeks, and months. And that's the integration period where you see, okay, now I see how I'm showing up in the world. Now I see maybe some resistance that I had is no longer there. Um, maybe thoughts that we've had or fears have just gently dissipated. And so there's this way of like, oh my gosh, this is really me. I know I had that experience before, but I feel more like myself. And it's funny to say, because it's like, well, this version of me, I never knew in this life, but I recognize her <laughs> deeply. Yeah. It's a comfort, right? That's what it is. It feels like home safety. Mm -hmm. I think with past lives too, there's just something about like you said, like there's a mystery that's kind of like a gap that hasn't been filled for a bit. And I feel like having some idea of a past life, like I, in my session with you, we kind of had went through that and that was the integration for me. It was like connecting dots or like gaps being filled or, you know, questions I've always had about my gifts kind of, kind of coming to the surface and being um, a little bit more, stronger because I can understand them better now things like that and so how 
can we start to like now apply those gifts? Like, cause a lot of it's just like power. Right. And like you said, there's like this, this newness too, and, and it can be confusing. So where, how can you kind of heal that and then bring it to a point where it's like power and then we can utilize that to our greater advantage. Yeah. Well, what I'm getting is that it's a very deep personal healing and experience. So if you have a lot of interactions in your life, you might feel the necessity to kind of step back a little bit and not interact so much with others. And if it's where it's very noticeable, you could just let them know, Hey, I'm going through something, going to take some self-care. I'm going to need a few weeks, but my, my experiences that have really been the life-changing ones. I've always had a lot of time to myself to process it. And so then you kind of become comfortable, but also you have that conscious awareness, like something is happening, something is changing and I, and you feel it within. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to show up for myself now. So I will make adjustments to honor that in whatever way that could be. So in a sense, just having the awareness and the intention attention and intention there for it is going to allow it to blossom and just unfold. But at the same time, when you have those opportunities, you really need to implement and take them. So if it is speaking your truth or speaking in public or putting a boundary, um, setting more self-care, whatever it could be, it's then actually making sure you can manage your structure, your time, the flow of the day and your interactions with others so that you give yourself that opportunity and really it will start to come through very naturally. But a part of it for integration is to do the journal work. So writing down your feelings and you might not know why are you feeling this? Like, where is this coming from? I have no idea. And I'm getting this message again. I kept, um, I kept getting this feeling a few months ago that my husband was like going to go somewhere. And I would always say to him, and I think I talked about it on my podcast or recently, like, where are you going? I feel like you're leaving. You know, it was like the oddest thing. And he's like, I'm right here. I'm like, okay. So then <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. Amy. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm like, I know, but I feel like you're going somewhere. He's like, no. So I was thinking about that as I was getting ready today and he's traveling right now. So what happened was a few months later, his travels picked up and I'm like, okay, I guess I was tapping into the future, but it was also something that I felt like I've felt this before. And I think it was a past life experience wow. where my soul was like, okay, okay, okay. Like, I, th I feel like there's some healing around that. And he's traveled quite a bit from our marriage and I've always you know, I miss him, but I always am like, okay, well, I can do a project or go with friends kind of a thing. And this time was a little different because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm missing you, but you're sitting right here by me. Wow. Where is this coming from? <laughs> so. I totally wow. relate to that. And I love that you just said that because it's true. I think like, see, I would think that would be more of a fear, like, right. Cause you think, cause I had a very like strong feeling. Like I went to see my sister in Mexico and I felt this feeling like I wasn't going to see my daughter again. Like I just mm. had this really strong mm. feeling. And then I thought, oh, am I just putting fear out into the world? Like, is it a fear? Is it, is it something that um, I'm just, you know, having a false story in my head, but that possibly could have been a past life experience that I was feeling in that moment, like a deja vu a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a slight difference there. So first go back to fear. Yes, there can be a fear if it reminds you of something that happened, 
Um, I my emotion was a, a longingness, like like hey. a, like this longingness, and like oh my gosh, it's so weird. You're right here, but I feel like you're not. Um, so that's it's kind of like that way would be the past life, and then if it's more of a premonition, at least for myself, premonitions always come with kind of a heads up in a sense of empowerment, like, Hey, this is coming. We're letting you know, so you can be prepared and not caught off guard. So I feel like there's that difference because you, for me, premonitions are empowering versus an emotion that would be unsettling to me. I mean, it could be unsettling, but at least I would feel support in it. Whereas grief or fear or something like that, I think would be a past life coming through again. Wow. Okay. So yeah. the yearning, like, what does that mean? Or the longing? Cause I, I have that often. Do you ever have that feeling of longing for something or someone, but you don't know what it is? I don't feel that, but I definitely get premonitions. Okay. Um, and they usually happen within like a week's time. Like it's a little bit of a morbid topic, but it's just the most recent experience I had where I was thinking about school shootings. Oh, and then the following day that I had that thought, I was like stopped right beside a certain school. And I just kept like thinking, not about in relation to shootings, but just thinking about the school in general. Cause I'd almost gone to the school years ago. And then like a couple days later, you told me at that school there was a shooting. Well, thank so God that, it wasn't. Yeah. Yes, oh, thought, it wasn't. Okay. No, we thought it was. Okay. It was some kid brought up. Yeah. So it's interesting. Like we're starting to tap into things, right? And yeah. I think when you get to that level of, okay, is this real? Is this not like, right. what am I feeling? Right. Like these are really great topics to talk about because I think when we do the work and you said journaling, mm -hmm. and I like to talk about that because I've been told different things about journaling. Like I journal my feelings, but I was told not to journal anything negative. So oh. yeah. And I don't, I don't know how that, like, and then I saw someone else saying, Oh no, you, you can write it without judgment. So like, what is the proper way of journaling? Like, well, yeah, yeah I can, yeah. I can just ex share for myself. Yeah. Um, uh, when I have emotions that need to be released, it doesn't matter if we consider them negative or positive, they're coming out. Like I'd rather put them on paper <laughs> than keep them inside. Um, so I think it just depends on like, if you then identify with it, are you writing it in a way that's an affirmation and you keep mulling over it over and over again? So then you, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy, you're creating it. So I can understand where that advice would come in. However, as an energy therapist, I'm like, we need to get it out. We need to get clarity. I need to unwind and unravel these emotions and thoughts. Um, and I think that's what happens for, well, for myself, when I journal, I can get the thoughts on paper and then the emotions will follow. So it's a really nice release. Also, it's often, it's very similar to when you do your dream journals. So it comes through in a way. And then when you read it back, you're like, oh my gosh, I see a pattern. I see a consistency. I see a sign in a way that I didn't quite recognize when it was pouring out of me, but you look at it with a different set of eyes. So I start with what's on my mind, what's on my heart, and then any other emotions that come through, even if I don't know where they came from and I'll, I'm just like writing like I'm writing to myself and I'll even say I don't know where this is coming from but I'm feeling this way and, and that kind of just gets it going it gets it flowing and often that's for many of us that's all we really need is to just get it out and clear it but if it tends to be something 
that's like, I keep seeing like a hook. So a hook is energy that won't let go that came from another person. So if they're not letting go and it can be this life or the past. So if it's something that keeps coming up that you're like, gosh, I, I thought I tried to really work through this and I can't, then I would bring in maybe, um, maybe breath work, maybe, I'm looking at, I'm looking at these pictures in my head. <laughs> it's like a form of meditation where you pull light in or call light in to dissolve the hook. And then you speak a truth or an affirmation to set a boundary. And there's often a form of forgiveness in there that I like to bring through. Like, thank you for the time together. I can see you still want to be in my life, even though it's like yeah. another life or two decades later, but I'm moving on. And so you just release it with love and put a lot of light through. And then the breath work really moves the energy out, ours and others. So, but here I am, we're talking about journaling. <laughs> no, <laughs> but listen, listen, no, we're, I, I think all there's just so much information. I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, this is really good because these are feelings we all have. And if we don't understand it and we don't know how to navigate it, like these are the tools we need. So, you know, journaling, breath work pulling light in, cutting cords, forgiveness. Like these are really important tools to have. Yeah, absolutely. The one that I'm thinking of is after our session, um, I started to get like really severe, like neck pain. It almost felt mm -hmm. like it was in one of my vertebrae. I kept saying that over and over. Like I would have like people look at it and I was like, no, like I don't even feel like it's a muscle. Like it feels like it's literally a vertebrae. And then our session came out and you had said, you know, you hold a lot of stress in your um, neck, specifically your vertebrae. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, double confirmation. Um, I've since gotten rid of that, but it took me through so many different like loops for me to figure out like what I needed. And I'm still not sure maybe what of the things I did helped heal it. Um, but I did start to kind of through my own integration and like learning understood that maybe I was holding emotion physically. Because I'm really good at releasing, I think, emotions emotionally. Like, I'm good at doing the journaling and, like, feeling everything and letting it go. But I didn't realize that maybe I hold on to it still in my physical body. Um, so how would you heal that? Like, how, how, how do you heal the physical? Especially, like, if you don't have the means to, like, go and, you know, see, seek help from other people, whether it be finances or, you know, time's mm -hmm. sake. Like, is there anything that we can do um, in, like, our self-healing to kind of rid of that? physical stress that maybe we harbor yeah. yeah it can be held in the fascia and bound up that way mm -hmm. so there are tr like pressure points that you can do and um I i'm not a physical therapist in that way or a body work therapist but there's little tools like you couldn't even get a tennis ball and roll on it you know so you put maybe the pressure on it gently and breathe through it and gently do that and then if there's an emotion that's coming up you have to express it because that's clear as day right there it's like it's right here coming up so you let that energy come out also you can do the salt water baths and stretching and um movement of the joints so i i think dancing is great especially if it's like let's start off with slow movements to get it flowing and move the energy out mm -hmm. but in those instances it can be it's it's a combination it's energy of emotion let's say or stress and also physicality so when you're in that experience you you 
you don't want to overlook one over the other mm. and you just want to take it. I, I feel kind of slow in a sense and be kind to yourself as you work through the process of it. So you would want to incorporate more of a physical approach. Mm -hmm. And if you do have the means, I, I would go see an energy therapist that also is a massage therapist, let's say that does yeah. like Reiki and so fascia release. I did all those things. So this is sounding good because I'm also <laughs> a health coach and a personal trainer. And I was doing those things. And like, I was feeling a difference, but not to the extent that like, I would normally be able to feel something because I kind of use those modalities a lot. And eventually got to the point where I sought um, acupuncture from someone who also did Reiki. And that seemed to kind of just pave like a more of a path for the healing. And then after that, I think I was pretty fine, but I really love the lacrosse balls. That was yeah. fun too. Yeah. Thing. And you mentioned um, dance. So mm -hmm. I want to pivot to, cause I know that you have been having these sessions for inner dance and I believe oh, yeah. Thursdays, I believe, correct? Like is it on Thursdays or it's different each week? It's it's been um, Thursday evenings and Wednesday mornings. So okay. we're doing two a month online. And this is really cool. So it's called inner dance, but it doesn't mean you have to physically move, which is like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> but, but some people do. Yeah. And so, yes, it's the movement of energy through the body. And when the body responds to the energy, it moves on its own or you're in unison, you just like flow with it. So it's um, a beautiful modality that I trained in recently. All of my training, like I've done this for a couple of decades. And so I came across it in the most beautiful way. I trained in it last year. We've done a few sessions in person and now we're online. And if you're in person or online, it's like the feedback we're getting is incredible. So it's specially curated music or sounds. So these specific tracks that are layered, each session is about an hour and we combine it with the energy work. So we meet on Zoom and you let the energy work through the system. And one of the beautiful things about this is, well, first it can be done in a group setting. So you'll have your own experience at like a fraction of the price, right? And you can be in the comfort of your own home. And we're there to hold this space and help you if we can sense that you might need a little bit additional support in releasing something. But everybody has had their own incredible experiences and for the most part, they can talk about it right then. Some of our participants will say, oh my gosh, <laughs> so much happened, I can't put it in words. So then they'll talk to us like a day or two later or a week later. Mm -hmm. But inner dance helps the mind, the body, the spirit, and the soul. So what it's doing is it's helping to work with the nervous system. Some people, it's repattering their brain. It really depends how many sessions you do, but it also works with the energy in the chakras and meridians. So it's a nice combination where whatever you need, it can really provide answers, release blocks, get things flowing. And a lot of people go on these <laughs> pretty spectacular journeys, I'll say, <laughs> like these astral journeys in the sessions. Oh, sign yeah. me up. Oh my God, <laughs> sign me up. I'm definitely gonna do that. Like, it's such a beautiful way of expressing it. Do you, I know that you had a retreat recently. It was something, it I did. mean, I wish I could have gone. It's just one day I will. One day I will be there in your presence. Yeah. And I will be uh, How was that? Because I know that you probably did some of the inner dance there too, right? Yeah, every day we did inner dance and some days we did two inner dance sessions. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you, it was How do you awesome. handle that though, energetically for yourself? 
gosh <laughs> well how to take a few breaks and you know like on the downtime really like take a nap for a second and whatnot but um what was beneficial because uh Teresa was with me my partner Teresa was there and we both took the class together and she's a energy therapist too and she channels dragon energy so it's like cool. really hot wow. and fiery yeah it's so cool <laughs> It's like, oh, yay. Um, but it's how it helps. So everybody in inner dance really is having their own experience and we're supporting. Plus it was a smaller group. We like the more intimate sessions. I mean, I don't know what people considered small, but we like around a dozen participants. Okay. No, yeah. you know, not that much more. Um, so we were able to really work with them one-on-one -on -one in the experience, like take the time to work with everybody. But yeah, I think it's just regulation of the energy, holding space and allowing and assisting them, helping them to feel empowered and comfortable in what's happening for them. They all had their own experience. And a lot of the women had started prior to the retreat with their healing sessions and their own self, you know, adjustment, self-care intention and all of that. So it was a four-day experience that felt so accelerated um, yeah, we went, we went <laughs> hard and fast. Like we just, boom, <laughs> let's go, let's get in there. And, um, and so some of them had really wonderful experiences. We'll say spiritually speaking, but we did have some that have physical healings too. And one of our guests had had migraines for over 20 years, like every day and on all kinds of medication. And I just checked in with her last week and she hasn't had a migraine since the retreat. Oh my gosh. So that is yeah. such a blessing. I know wow. what it's like to be in pain all the time. And that must feel so relieved, relieving, mm -hmm. relieved, relieved. What's that word? Relief. Relief. That's so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's the yeah. through me right now. No, that's yeah. so, that's so awesome. Like, you know, I really do want to check out the inner dance then. And I think that would be a really great opportunity, at least for myself. Cause I know, like I said, I, I listen to a lot of your podcasts just purposely to, to do some healing and because yeah. your voice is so beautiful and angelic so and you're and you are in service girl like you I mean everything that you do and touch it's like you have this ability to do it with so much grace and love like I mm. honor your journey because not many people can do that like you, you, people just you know stick to one thing but you were just expanding that light everywhere so I thank you for that I really mm. thank you you're <laughs> so sweet <laughs> True facts. Like, yes, yeah. we have to recognize the facts when they come up. Real um, recognize real. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to ask about I actually yeah. do. Like, if we don't mind kind of pivoting a bit, this is a little bit off topic, but still in the realm of like healing. I want to mm -hmm. talk about more like relationships. We just did a podcast on um, more of like the spiritual definitions that we see in the community, like twin flame, karmic, catalyst, that sort of thing. And mm -hmm. so I'm curious what your or where you stand, I guess, on the topics, if you, you know, resonate with any of the terms, if you feel like you've experienced any of the terms. And then I also know that, um, you know, your relationship too, like you talk about that a little bit and how that flows. And, you know, I think I resonate with a lot of the things that I've heard you speak, speak on. So I'd love to know kind of your dynamic as well. And specifically like how to navigate, you know, loving yourself and being yourself, but maybe not also, trying to put that on everyone else like just in being in mm -hmm. um in your spiritual awakening right you just you tend to find soul tribe members who are also on the same wavelength but how do you also deal with that if you're in union with someone who's maybe not 
Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so much. I love it. I know. Then... So open the box, making on pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, and I'm just smiling because I was reviewing tomorrow's of my podcast that's coming out, um, Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, and we talked about Twin Flames. So Oh yeah, <laughs> so I'm like there. I just big you know smile. What? I'm baking some cookies right now for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, so funny. Yeah, that that cookie thing took me by surprise, and I, <laughs> I just love that <laughs> in our session. Um, but okay, so it's funny because when I was introduced to Twin Flames was like 2018 through social media, but I felt um, something off in it, uh, like how it was presented, and right. so I tuned in. I think it was Archangel Metatron. It might've been the council of light, but when they came through, the message was so profound. And they said, people that are looking for their twin flame, what is it like a twin flame? The definition at the time, which I don't know what it is now, but was the other half of you. It's like literally you split in half. And he was saying what they're really looking for is the love from themselves. Like, if you think about that, you're really looking for yourself and we put it into, wow. we project it onto another person. Absolutely. So wow. Yeah. What? What yeah. Is it? No, it's just a... <laughs> keep going. So, so he he led me to um, this. Yeah, it was so profound, and he he led me to the understanding that the way at the time that it was being used on social was out of alignment, and it was my it was more like a money grab, you know, like like yes. the psychics that would go on and do all buzzword. that. I'm not saying everybody, but a buzzword. Yes, a buzzword. And um, so he did say that it's not that it's not true, but it's very rare. And that often when a soul comes into two bodies, it's because they have a strong purpose that they're doing for humanity. And it's not to find the other half of themselves. They're more in here in service, like you would say, right. like an ascended master in that way. Yeah. Um, so that was so interesting. And then uh, we knew some people, my friends and I, who got tangled in the twin flame concept or the distortion of it. And then when they broke up and separated, it was very damaging. Some had committed suicide and it was like, where is the light in this? Like, where right. is the peace and healing? So I haven't really, uh, I don't, I don't typically go with that approach. However, when people talk about it, like I get where they're coming from, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, okay, yeah, I, I understand. So my, my way of it is, um, soulmate, soul family. And I, and I am very aware that I've had like maybe three where the word three readings where the word twin flame came through. And I, and I know it was three, cause I'm like, it's very rare, but then they would go on to describe what it meant. And it was more like how we would see a twin in this life. Like you have so much in common, you're really close, you're best friends, but not that you're the same soul split into two. So if that helps, um, yes. yeah. So, uh, past lives and soulmates and soul family, all of this, we can come into lifetime after lifetime in different forms. Like your soulmate, your life partner in this life could have been a child or a parent or a cousin or a friend in another life. And we come in with these agreements or contracts or ways that it's like, Hey, we want to be together. What would be the best way of it for us to both accomplish our life mission? Like what we want to come in for. And, um, my husband and I have been married now 24 years this month, like kind of a long time yeah. we've gone through it yeah like yeah, we met sure. young <laughs> and we've grown right so like I I was into when we met well I was a teenager so what was I into all the teenager stuff but 
I hadn't gotten to the healing arts and it was after we were married that I trained in Reiki. So he's been with me along the process and I would just, you know, research or, or answer the questions that he had. And so he's been very respectful of that where he does his thing and I do my thing. And I feel like we have that understanding and it was set up purposefully in this life. So you mentioned something a minute ago, Rima, about, you know, the work that I'm doing. And I felt really called to say, I couldn't do that without him. There's just no way because yeah, like the financial support, but the, the, um, the financial physical support, but also the emotional support. And when you are stepping into something like this and you are clearing family trauma and ancestral and past life and all of that around healing arts and what does that mean and people's projections like it can be really emotional so just having somebody who's really grounded and sound um be there for me and help me to be able you know just to like listen and you always want like when you're going through something like that you want to know that somebody is there and they're going to tell you the truth they won't there's like no BS. They're going to call you out and yeah. we call each other out all the time. <laughs> yes, that's how it be. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's so nice. So he is more in the business world and he is more, um, like, oh gosh, like engineer yeah, business yeah. math. And I'm more, you know, spirit and soul, but we both have a little bit of that too. So, um, we're a good support and, and the thing is, he didn't, he was never, we weren't, and we still are not at the same space. Like we respect each other. I think that's where I'm going. Cause you had asked about this. Yes. We respect each other's path and we'll listen, but we're not going through the same experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, he even said something, something to me about like, wow, you know, that was a great a healing session on the, on the podcast. And I'm like, yeah. And so has he listened to all of my podcasts? No. Has he read my books? No. Like, okay. you know what I mean? And it it's okay. A, you're okay with that. Totally I, okay. I, I would be okay with it. And I am okay with it because I'm in a similar situation. I'm just wondering too, like, why may the universe decide to conjure up that sort of dynamic? Because the word that I heard you say was grounded. And so mm-hmm. far, that's as far as I've been able to see it with, with my Claire's is like, this is grounding for me because if I were to always be surrounded by, you know, the other realms, I think maybe I wouldn't come down to earth as much because I can get swept away in it. And like you said, there is no BS. There's that respect. So sometimes I feel like being with a partner who maybe um, doesn't connect to these other realms like I do can help ground me. That's as far as I've been able to go. I don't know if you resonate with that as well, or if you figured out that there's more to it for you than (laughs) that. Yeah, I think, well, I know what you're saying is, is a, is a true fact. Like it's a, it's an option of within a dynamic of relationship. Um, my husband started doing transcendental meditation probably like 10 years after we were married. And so he is very in tune and he's very aware and open to these concepts, but we don't talk about them a lot because he's very focused in this reality. Right. So it does keep me grounded. Um, 
and and also I'm like, do does he care what a chakra is to the level that I care? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably not. I, mean, I have to I have to say this though. There's also another thing you said is that you have grown together. Yeah. And so I think that that is a huge part of a relationship is if you continue to grow together, especially in the times of need, that's when you know and value your relationship. It's when the growth doesn't, if when you stop growing together and one starts going up and the other person goes down, like that's really when union has to kind of be readdressed and focused on. And like what you said was so huge because I think a lot of us, like especially people in the, the awareness and conscious community think that we need to have a divine counterpart or someone who will be in mission with us. Mm-hmm. And I think like even my last relationship, I feel like I wanted that so badly and it wasn't happening. And, you know, you just said, you know, your husband doesn't listen to all your podcasts and doesn't read your books. Like there's expectations that kind of have to be removed here because it is our journey. Like it's, we are whole on our own. Anybody around us is really a support of Mm -hmm. integrating and growing and and learning. Mm -hmm. And so I think this was a really strong point you brought up because we have so many expectations on having this spiritual union with with someone, but really it's all about respect, value, love, trust, safety, right? And, Mm -hmm. And really that's the most important part. So we don't have to put so much pressure on ourselves to find that. Well, I think you said another important word which is support and I think support can come in so many different forms it doesn't have to be sitting and listening to every podcast or reading every book like support can be creating space like the emotional support I think like I resonate with that too like that emotional support that like you can you know speak your 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 mind and there's a safe space or just like holding space is like important and so I think yeah the expectations for sure dissipating and then reminding ourselves that like support is just so many other forms right Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's listened to, um, you know, like little bits here and there. And I've talked to him about my books, but he hasn't sat down and read them. And I'm like, that's okay. Like, that's, that's not, we didn't get married about my book. Like there's so much more to our relationship. This is a project. This is something I want to bring forward for those that are interested that will support them. And mostly my work supports other healers and that's not Mm. his space in this reality. I mean, I think we all are healers in our own way, but you know what I mean? Not in the way that I am with the public. So it literally doesn't make sense because he has his mission and what he's doing. So, oh my gosh, Amy, I'm so glad. I'm actually glad that we pivoted to this because I think that the, there's a lot of people who put so much pressure on this, on this idea. It's a community. It is the like community. a spiritual being or a sovereign being should also be in union with another sovereign being. And that's the, that, that is the goal that you should be trying to achieve and work towards. Mm-hmm. But if you don't find that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not, it's, it's not the case. And like, I think like you just, even when you talked about twin flame, we did an uh, episode on that and everything you said literally confirmed what we were saying, which is really okay. true. Like, <gasps> We didn't come here to be someone else's other half. We came here to be whole. And what I yep. believe a twin flame journey is, like it's it's definitely an intense relationship, but it is to push you to find yourself, your true self, yeah. connect with yeah. your wholeness, which I've, you know, which is what I've done. I wouldn't have been able to do that without that experience, you know. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we have to understand and have discernment on certain things and what people are preaching out there. And this is why, like, I I don't say I trust many people, but I trust you. Like, I trust you. I do. I trust your gifts. I trust your knowledge. What you say, I feel it very, very deeply into my soul. So when we have these conversations, it, it, 
it allows me to understand the truth within myself. It's like a mirror, mm -hmm. you know? And so, so many confirmations in this episode. And, and I think this is probably what needed to come through because so many people are sitting there with desperation yes. and that feeling of loss when you lose your, in quotes, I'm putting everybody twin flame because you think the separation is so bad that you've lost your other half, but that is not mm -hmm. the truth. And we have to face the mirror. We have to do the work and, and learn to love ourselves because that's our birthright. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah. I love that. There's a couple of things coming up for you. I know it's closing, but I do want to, we, before we let you go, I, I want to touch on it because there's so many wonderful things. I really love it because, so you have soul wise LA membership, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And the reason why I bring it up, because you sent an email and anybody who hasn't signed up for the distribution list, please do, because you really talked a lot about your past in this email. And, <laughs> you know, you talked about, you know, what you had gone through and I'll leave it for others to sign up to, to read that because I think that's part of our authentic journeys is to really talk about where we started and how yeah. we healed ourselves to get to where we are. I know it's closing. And so by the time this airs, we'll close, but can you tell us about um, it and let us know? Yeah. About okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So my friend Layla and I were both inspired and then we started talking about what messages have been coming through for us and, you know, inspiration from our heart. And we were like, wow, this is really, this could be really like a good partnership. We both want to offer something to the community. And um, I feel like we balance each other out really, really well. So we have created a community called Soul Wise LA for Layla and Amy. And it's an experience where community members can join. And every month we talk about a spiritual tenant. The first month is about what is energy. Then we flow into energetic hygiene and then we flow into discernment. So we've kind of actually have the next 14 months planned out, but we're it's very loose outline so we can pivot for what the community, if they want to um, spend more time or if another like kind of tangent topic comes in, we'll slide that in. So it's, uh, it's great because every month we're going to have mastermind classes and we meet twice a month for Q&A and an energy therapy session. And then every other month, she and I are rotating either a council of light channeled message for the group or an Akashic record reading kind of thing for the group. Plus we have meditations and an online forum. So it's a whole experience. And our first um, opening does, it, well, by the time this airs, so it closes on June 14. However, we're going to open it again. The doors will open in a few more months. If spirit knocks and is like, hey girls, <laughs> you've got a lot of people interested. Then we'll open it a little sooner, potentially. So we'll have a wait list and the website is soulwisela.com or you can go to amysakarski.com. But I've done memberships in the past. I've worked with groups. I've taught many classes and done the one-on-one -on -one coaching, mentor stuff. So all of this is like a great combination of it. And um, Layla's wonderful. She's an, I, so my background also is in nursing and same for her, she's an RN. And um, she was, was she, yeah, she took one of my Reiki classes. So she's a Reiki student of mine from a few years ago. So I've just like, I've got to really know her. She's very intuitive. And also like we talked about grounded. And I feel like when we work with spiritual topics and we're working with energy and spiritual therapy, I, I feel like that's a strong benefit, something that you'd want to look at. Like, does this make sense? And how do I feel after this? And so 
you kind of mentioned this, well, it came up for me when you were talking about twin flames and it's the autonomy, it's the sovereignty, it's to feel like you are, you are your own person. And, um, I don't go with that guru status. Like, let me fix you. You know, it's more like here, let me show you, uh, what worked for me and help support you. And let's see what can work best for you. So that's the flow that we go in, but yeah. So soulwisela.com and it's fun. You can, you can be a beginner or you can be advanced in this because we have the live sessions as well, where we take questions and we can go deep into it. I'm setting up. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be closed by the time you hear this. I'll let you if know. If we have anything to do with that, I'll let you know. I'll give you feedback. <laughs> oh, well, Amy, thank you so much for sharing this space with us. This has been a beautiful um, time spent with you. And thank you for answering all of our questions. And I'm sure the burning questions that our listeners have as well. I feel like if there's any question I have about star seeds or spirituality, I want to go to you. <laughs> like, like I resonate with everything you say and you just have so much experience and I, I just appreciate you being open to sharing your light. Um, so Rima has a final question that she would yes. like to ask you. Yes. And I mirror everything she said as well. Um, okay. If there is one word you can use to heal the world, what would that one word, word be? <laughs> oh, ladies, that's hard. <laughs> Uh, no words are flowing through my head um i wish we could see them right now <laughs> yeah well, right so i would it's kind of like hyphenated but i think unity consciousness because i feel like when we're in that space everything falls underneath of it if we could be conscious and in the place of unity anything that isn't peaceful or loving would be so like off-putting that <laughs> you know what i'm saying great like we answer would all flow. yeah that's so beautiful chef's kiss yeah <laughs> we love you we thank you we honor you thank you for your presence and your sisterhood and uh we can't wait to see you again soon uh, Take care thank you ladies. <laughs> thank you so much it was so such much a gift to be here you. yes oh. bye, bye. Peace.